according to the perpetrator of this heinous crime that this girl you know is a lesbian she tries to entice her husband and she had taught her children uh, sex education and uh, she was told that the girl was trying to touch uh, you know one of the girls because her children are girls too one of them reported that this Margaret was trying to touch her private part so that she boiled you know a bowl of very hot water if I may quote her to soak their towel and then because according to her this girl uh, is masturbating uh, she was beating the girl and the girl was stepping backwards towards where the hot water was and that um, <laughs> as she kept you know uh, moving backwards she now stumbled on the bath the, the container containing this very hot water and then fell down into the water mm -hmm. according to her when she fell i said what did you do mm -hmm. did you quickly rush her to the hospital she said no because she had her little two little children that nobody was going to take care of because her husband was not around host today is the 19th day in the month of november 2022 and uh, the time is already 904 today we're going to discuss a very important issue this case came up on the 14th that was on monday where mrs nemeka uh, a microbiologist with the research institute in vom plateau state tortured an 11 year old domestic staff to death now i'm sure you might have seen this online as it was on the network news so this is really serious this is one of the issues we look at all the time we talk about i'm just wondering how an 11 year old would be a domestic staff as an adult i still struggle with some house chores so i'm wondering how an 11 year old could handle domestic i'm not doing this alone i have um yeah on the table today mrs or barrister ngozi achilevo she is the Chairperson, the International Federation of Women Lawyers, Plateau State Chapter. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning and hello, listener. Well, and uh, still on the table, one person that's joining us this morning is uh, the director and uh, coordinator, National Human Rights Commission, Plateau State. That's uh, Mrs. Grace Pam, because she has more details on this issue. So, I would like you to join the conversation via our social media handles, and you can also call us uh there 081 i'll take that again 081 let's have this conversation and you can send us a message via 080 61 let me take that again 080 so let's start with this issue a domestic staff well let me give you the highlight before we can start properly so this girl um the, the mrs Mwachuku, Mwachuku Emeka, is a mother of two who did not enroll the victim now the victim 
stayed with her as a domestic staff i think based on the agreements that she would um, be sending her to school she didn't enroll her in any school for over one year that the girl has spent with her and rather indulge in daily beating of the girl until she finally died as a result of assault after the recent beating she forced the girl to sit in a container of hot water well this is really sad it's really sad and uh, the girl's fault here is masturbation she caught the girl masturbating and she punished her that way now from the mis images i got i saw scars bruises and i'm wondering how she really <laughs> must <laughs> she really must have hit the girl really hard because it's really bad if you can get the scars online you can see how this girl uh, this girl's back is looking and the burnt buttocks it's really bad so let's have this conversation do you have these cases in your community do you see uh, women or men harassing children or keeping children as domestic staff now i I'm, I'm, i still want to talk about the law how it how it tackles cases like this how old is a child supposed to be before he can start working because i know child labor is an issue so i'm just wondering how an 11 year old can be a staff and handle domestic issues or maybe uh, you can employ an 11 year old in your shop to uh, sell things for you is that child not supposed to be in school what is Plateau State Government doing about this? How are we handling these issues in our community? What are religious leaders doing about this? What are the community leaders doing about it? Let's talk about this. Tell me what you see in your community. And don't forget to always reach out to report any case. I'll give you the phone line to report or to call later. But let's start the conversation. Barista Ngozi, good to have you on the show once again. Once again, thank you very much. So let's start. How did you get to know about this girl's case? Can you give us the highlight of this case? Even though I know the Human Rights Commission told me they got the information, a, a whistleblower gave them the information. When she comes, she'll handle that. But let's talk about FIDA. How you people got the information, how you went to the police, because you told me you went to the police station. Let's talk about that. Okay, thank you so much. Um, it was on Monday, that was the 14th. Um, somebody called me, I will the person a whistleblower and told me that um, there's a case at Kayvon police station and it has to do with um, a woman that um, abused a girl of 11 years her name is Margaret late Margaret now so I told him that I'll be coming over but I quickly called the DPO in that particular police station uh, he had gone for briefing at the state CID and I asked whether I could come the next day that's Tuesday he told me that that was the day that APC flagged up their campaign in Plateau mm. that they will be busy and of course I understood that was a busy day for them so they we agreed to meet on Wednesday so I went to the police station to see him on Wednesday. He wasn't on seat, but I was able to meet with the perpetrator, the suspect. Interesting. Yes. At that time, he was, she was sitting behind the counter. I think they just brought her out of the cell. So I just asked her her name. She said, sorry, she won't be able to attend to me. 
she won't be able to grant me interview now because she's feeling dizzy. She couldn't sleep last night. I said, really? She said, yes. I said, okay, no problem. So I left her and then went to um, meet with the other police officers. And they told me that um, they are into the investigation. And actually at that time, there are some documents they needed to, you know, make photocopies of. And um, they had financial constraints and, you know, most times they don't have imprints. So we feed them, mobilized them to do that, to make some copies of those documents, those required documents. Because our concern is to move that case from that station to the state CID. Hmm. So we were able to mobilize them to make photocopies of the necessary documents to be taken you know, alongside the suspect. So we did that, and the DPO eventually called me to say that he was somewhere um, having some discussions. I said, fine. So I left. Then the next day, that was Thursday, um, I went in company of some other feedings to the state CID in respect of the case because we had been intimated that the, the case had been transferred to the state CID. CID. So we quickly went to state CID and we met, you know, the, the deputy commissioner for police. And we also brought the girl, the lady, she's 31. Wow. Yes. And she told us all her stories. Now the good Samaritan that uh, picked this girl mm. when this thing happened, according to the perpetrator of this heinous crime that this girl you know is a lesbian she tries to entice her husband and she had taught her children uh, sex education and uh, she was told that the girl was trying to touch uh, you know one of the girls because her children are girls too one of them reported that this Margaret was trying to touch her private part so that she boiled you know, a bowl of very hot water, if I may put her, to soak their towel. And then, because according to her, this girl uh, is masturbating, uh, she was beating the girl and the girl was stepping backwards towards where the hot water was. And that um, as she kept, you know, uh, moving backwards, she now stumbled on the bath the, the container containing this very hot water and then fell down into the water mm -hmm. according to her when she fell i said what did you do mm -hmm. did you quickly rush her to the hospital she said no because she had her little two little children that nobody was going to take care of because her husband was not around but she placed a call across to him that he should please quickly come home something is wrong the man at that time was azara maganda according to her and then she was waiting he wasn't forthcoming she placed call again to him he said i had accident with his car and before she could knew she could know what was happening the girl had run out of the house i said fine when you discovered that this girl had run out of the house were you able to look for her she said no because she had a problem with the girl before that went to the police station at that same cave home and they said she should wait for about 48 hours 
before she can, you know, um, they can take action. And she was waiting for 48 hours hmm. over a girl that, that she saw yeah, yeah. that fell Inside into, according water. to her, fell into the very hot water you want to soak, you know, your towel with. You are waiting for 48 hours. And then um, the good Samaritan that picked you know, this girl just came back from Abuja. And as he came back from a course because he works at, you know, um, that vom too. Mm. So he saw this girl. And the girl, when he entered, he came, I asked the wife, did you see the girl that was beckoning on us? He said she didn't see anybody. See, there's a girl outside. So they went outside. He went outside and saw the girl lying on that. He said there's the way their house is, there's a kind of under i don't know whether it's an upstairs but the girl was lying under somewhere yes so you know asked the girl what was the problem the girl told him that um she doesn't want to stay where she was staying because they beat her and the girl wasn't even open to say that she was pushed into hot water yes so he started asking this girl where are you living? See, she doesn't know. What's the name of your um, mother? He said, it's Dorothy. Say Dorothy. Nobody like this lives around here. The man kept asking, asking. The guy couldn't open up. He eventually picked up and said, okay, let me contact our own security before going to the police. He took her to the security. The security said they don't know anybody like that. The next um, thing he did was now to go to the police. And um, the next morning, they started looking for the woman. Meanwhile, from the police, they took her to Mandela Private Hospital. The policemen that, you know, helped to take her there, they did everything. The next, um, this thing was happening Friday night when the Today, the police took her to Juice, and when they got to Juice, um, sustained her for some time with oxygen. She was transfused, blood transfusion, and then that Monday that the case was reported to us, I'm trying to get ready to go to Juice because I had asked the ward, you know, he said he would get back to me. Shortly after that, not up to two hours, the same person got back to me to say that the girl has passed on. And that is why we had to, you know, take the steps we are taking. We've tried to, you know, um, see that the right thing is done. We met with somebody that's saying that he's the father. Of the girl. Of the girl. Mm. We met him and he told us the CID. Because we were told that he came in. A day before, that was Wednesday, and um, they've not seen him. The hand card from Juice, from the information I got from Kayvon, they were still waiting for the husband of this woman, the perpetrator, Ne mm -hmm. Amaka, you know, to give them the hand, the hand card so that report so forthcoming. They move this case to state CID. They will continue from where you stopped. You know. So the man went to swear affidavit in court. You mean,
Put him at the police station that you are not the father. If you are the father of this girl, presently in the morgue, and um, going on with the investigation, and you ran to the court to swear an affidavit of this continuance of this case. Yes, I told him the case is no more yours. It's not you. You didn't report the case to the police. You are not the complainant. You, you are not the whistleblower. Right so what do you know about the case? Mm. Moreover, you never knew this uh, family that took your child because the woman told us. I asked, did you, when you said this girl was misbehaving, were you able to call? And finally came. No, we couldn't meet the husband at Kevon. We didn't get him. But he at the time we went there, you know. So the, the, the woman told us that somebody brought this girl she has never met the parents mm. and uh, she lost contact with them and the question at the police station now how did you get to get this man <laughs> you know said i called somebody that knows somebody the other <laughs> one the other one told her for me it's a rubbish story <laughs> you know and um the police is doing your, the investigation to you, see that so we, we we are really deep we've yes, gone far I, well, immediately that monday i also contacted Nawaj. down the, the president of Nawaj. Yeah. i gave her the breakdown of my investigation i came home you know and we are all synergizing with national human rights now, to see that the right thing is done thank you so much for this um in-depth um, because a, a lot of media stories are followed I have not given this uh, in-depth um, analysis. So, thank you so much for that. Okay. And um, where I, I, I got confused is ha you, she has two little children, she yes, says. Yes, yes. And she boiled water and kept it carelessly. So, if it was her daughter or son or maybe any of these um, two kids that fell inside that water, how would she have reacted? I'm, I'm just wondering, it's just, <laughs> it's just my thoughts. Big Director, Coordinator of National Human Rights Plateau State, Mrs. Pam Naya Grace. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Before I ask you any question, now I have a breakdown here from Data Fight Nigeria. Data Fight gave us a data, uh, an analysis of the cases of child abuse from 2016 to 2021 now let me uh, give the breakdown they said in 2016 uh, the case of child labor was reported that they got this data from NAPTIP. so in 2016 there were uh, 382 child labor cases that were reported in 2017 there were 299 child labor cases that were reported and in 2018 we had 100 child labor cases now child abuse cases we had 83 cases in 2017 and uh, 151 cases in 2018. Then in child abduction from guardian, guardians, uh, we had five cases in 2017 and 16 cases in 2018. First marriage, two cases in 2017 and four cases in 2018. Now in 2021, from January to June, they got these cases okay cases received that's for employment of child as domestic workers and inflicting a grievous harm they had 11 cases that's in 20 2021 january june 11 cases were reported and only one one 
out of the 11 cases was charged to court. Now, in the same year, we had uh, child abuse, eight cases and uh, that were reported, case, cases received and none was charged to court. And then abduction from guardians, five cases were reported and none was taken to court. So all of these cases have been hanging. One, just one out of, that was in 2021. Mm? Only one out of the 11 cases. So what happened to the 10 cases that were reported? What happened? Before we get to that, yesterday, it was yesterday, um, Barrister Pam, you gave me an update that a child was tortured by her aunt again, locked outside. That's a, and she was uh, the case was reported to Nasaragon Police Station. Please keep us the, a brief on that. Um, an, an anonymous neighbor, you know, um, so this girl, he's been seeing her, you know, each time he passes by, he sees a girl locked up um, in a balcony, you know, and begging people for food. So they were very, they were concerned and um, tried to find out what was happening, you know, discreetly. And when they got their information, they came to the national, he called, he didn't come to the National Human Rights Commission physically. He called the National Human Rights Commission and said, um, there's this girl, gave us an address of the girl where she was, um, she's been locked up for so long. They even travel, the family travels and leaves the girl there. Let me get this right. The person, the owner of the house, locked the main door and then locked the girl in the balcony. Yes. And this the girl, we were told the girl sleeps in the balcony. Day, night, she's, she's there at the balcony. No food. No food. Nothing. nothing. So um, immediately we went to um, Nasara police station, which is the closest police station there. And the DPO gave us two policemen. We went to the house and um, were able to... Initially when we asked, she said there was no girl in the house. So the police told her, Madam, you better be serious. We are not here for, for a joke, you know. So she now eventually go and bring the girl that is in this house. So she eventually brought out the girl and uh, the girl had emaciated. She was looking really frail. You know, I've never seen a human being looking like that, except for probably this um, um, patients of HIV at the end of, you know, at the end where they all skin and and bones you know you can count her ribs and everything so we now um went to the police station and the woman was taken along to the police station to write her her statement but the girl um we had to take the girl we had to call her grandmother because she was living with her grandmother she's an orphan she she has she lost her parents some years back so the grandmother was taking care of her. But because the grandmother is indigent and um, she was not feeling too well as well, she now gave the girl to her auntie, thinking that the auntie will, you know, she's more, this she will auntie. take care of the girl better. It's her mother's sister. So she now gave the girl to her. So we called the grandmother and um, initially we, we said, okay, the grandmother should go with the girl. And then we all meet again because it was getting late at the police station again the following day. So we met again and um, 
we thought to take the girl away from them to put her in a shelter. So we had to call one of our partners, um, Hajia Amina. She came into the picture and she took the girl. Took the she took the girl to the hospital. Hmm. Um, first of all, for checkup to ensure that she was okay and everything. Then um, Hajia is helping us to get shelter for the girl hmm. right now. Yes, as at yesterday. They had finished the medical checkup, and um, Hajia has taken over from there to see how she can rehabilitate the girl. And then the woman, um, the DPO called yesterday in the evening that he's taking, they're taking her to court on Monday by the grace of God. Hmm. So we're hoping that justice well. is going be done. faster than Mrs. Amaka. This you know, Amaka's own has to do with life, so they have to do thorough, thorough investigation yes. before she's taken to um, court. court. Because I can't wait to see the final verdict of all of this, because I just got one, one out of 11 cases, just one uh, was taken to court. It shows there's a problem, and we are going to discuss that problem here. But before we go to that, Yesterday, you were telling me that yesterday there was a, this is in Plateau State. Mm -hmm. Why are so yes? Why I'm bothered about this is because we have these people living in our communities. We have them as neighbors. We have them as friends. We have them as families, and we are not saying anything. We are not saying anything. So yesterday, what what happened? Where were you called? <laughs> where, where is this case? Where, where is Hone it happening? Honestly, the thing is getting out of hands. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yesterday, I was called. Um, from the High Court West of Mines, um, reporting about a girl that somebody brought, a whistleblower also brought to the court that the girl says she wants to get, go back home because of you know the maltreatment she's getting where she is. She's 10 years old, hmm. uh, from Imo State here. Oh, they brought her from Imo State, yes, they brought her from Imo State, but I want to say that. Before that yesterday, on the 26th of October, somebody called me, a whistleblower, and said that she saw a girl by the well crying and interviewed her. The girl said she wants to go back home. So I went to a division and reported the case. The police, because I told the whistleblower to please snap this girl and snap the building where she said they are living, which I also gave to the juvenile center of the a division they went searching for this girl somebody they may say nobody like that is there hmm. so they left it that way i said no problem i i think fida has to do the investigation mm -hmm. ourselves mm -hmm. so but before then they called me yesterday from that west of my court one feeder and that is working there i said there's a girl that was brought the girl wants to go. I said, I hope it's not this girl. The same girl. Mm. So I tried to describe. She said she's the one. But she has asked them to take the girl to feed her office. Mm. I said, fine. So I quickly called the person in the office to take the girl to a division because I've already made a complaint mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, you know, we're having a work a training workshop for women. So when we finished from that training. Uh, before I, we finished, when I instructed that the girl should be taken to that station, I also called the person at the station to say that girl mm. has been found. Mm -hmm. She said she was in the office waiting. So when the girl was taken there, 
The guy took them to the house. They got the woman arrested and took her to the station. So when we finished from the training, Fidance went to a division. We got there, saw the woman, saw the girl. This girl, the clothes you know, she was wearing, there's no zip. It was open, you know. That, from that site alone, you know she's not being taken care of. So we were asked as Fidance to make our complaint. We did. And then they released the girl to us and we contacted our partner for safe home. And I was able to drive her to the safe home yesterday night. Kept her there. Uh, maybe by Monday we will now reconverge at a division to know the way out. Hmm. It's so sad. Hmm. What's going on? And let me tell you, let me tell you, during the investigation of this girl, the, the Margaret that we lost, hmm. neighbors that this whistleblower was talking to say, please, we don't want trouble. Mm -mm. We please leave me alone. Leave me out of here. I don't want trouble. So you can see the problem is even with people. Mm -hmm. People see something, they don't say anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why the things in the increase. So it was when she was threatened that to be. It is that house. And that was she now put the house. Then they were able to pick her. 081039047370. I'll take that again. 081039047370. The number to call. Let's hear your thoughts this morning. Let's talk about this issue. Tell us what you've been seeing in your community because if you don't report this, nobody will know. Feeder people are in their office. They are there. They don't know what's happening in your neighborhood. Hmm. And Human Rights Commission, they are there in their office. They don't know what is happening in your environment. And um, Soto Voices is right here on KTFM. And we don't know. We are just in the studio. So we can't tell what is happening in your community. Why not tell us what is happening? Why not open up to us? Point out these people that are actually the whistleblowers. They have done well. Mm -hmm. We must commend them. Yes. And we have to well. let them know. Nobody will disclose their identity. No, we can't do that your confidentiality is our priority we can't do that so feel free to report any if you are seeing anyone molesting a child even if it's their own children you know because we have parents that abuse their own children so uh, some years back that we had to take to court so his, his son uh, drew something on his car and he cut out the finger of the child mm. <laughs> this is scary mm. <laughs> zero eight one zero three nine zero four seven three seven yes call to tell us what you know what you see what you have been following and then let's come back to what is happening to our judicial system because if we have been <laughs> reporting cases then, then let me just assume that eh, throughout 2016 or throughout 2021 january to june yes 11 cases i just want to agree i just want to accept that that we only had 11 cases in nigeria <laughs> mm -hmm. but no, we, out no, of this you said that, that figure is from NAPTIP. naptip yes so there are many other institutions that like are working in that rights. area so mm. um we can't take that as the national figure, figure. Yes. okay let me use that Th that yes. was what naptip got okay mm -hmm. yes mm. so out of the one naptip got let me be specific now only one it's just an assumption that we had 11 cases out of all the and uh, i'm just wondering if naptic could only get one court conviction how what what's happening to other other cases 
in other agencies what the cases other agencies have been following now human rights you tell us the cases you have followed till the you know mm-hmm. you have seen justice you will tell us that and feed out too but let me start with human rights <laughs> why are you laughing uh, no it it's it, it's sad really that um our judicial system is very slow it's not that um they don't we don't get convictions but that it's, it takes a long time why is this and true? there are many many factors that are responsible for that it's not just one factor you know like some of them complain about the judges you know the too much work for the judges um but since we um had the family courts i think there have been it, it's been a little bit faster with the family courts We've gotten issues settled, but the ones of um, uh, um, the serious cases. Okay, let me start from the the, the fact that this is r- Plateau State. You're most of about the cases, people cases just in Plateau State. Yes, mm-hmm. people just take some of these cases as is is um, a family issue. So right from the police station, let me start from there. Right from from the neighborhood, like we said earlier, most times they don't even report. Nobody is willing to come forth and give evidence in such cases because everybody is scared that his neighbor will see him and it may create problems for them, between them and their neighbors. Mm. So people hardly come uh, um, um, to testify and most of the cases are frustrated. Let me give you an example. We had a case like that just a few months ago, I think about two months ago, when we reported to the police, the police were preparing to charge the person to court when the the whole neighborhood came to our office and said we must go and tell the police that they don't want the case and none of them is going to testify uh, so the frustration is already there for the police who will testify because if you don't i mean uh, um, um if there's nobody to stand and say we saw this happen say how will the police do their investigation and even take the culprits or the suspects to court so those are what some of the frustrations and then the the court itself anyway my my chairman my chairperson is here Fida. they go to court more often than we do we just report and then um sometimes we call either Fida or minister of justice you know please take over this case probably from the police and see how you can do it because there's delay from the police there's delay at the at the court so um so now you mentioned uh, the fact that neighbors can decide to say we will not testify yes if it happens like that what happens to the perpetrator and the victim what happens to the case the case just hangs there because the, that's what yeah, most the of person will be in the police custody be the person will come back home and stay with everybody they it's some of the cases if they are bailable cases they'll give them bail and 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 wait to see if they can get somebody they, in fact that the ministry of justice will tell you they keep in fact they give them incentives sometimes to even come to court but sometimes most times they get frustrated along the line so there's a possibility that if um uh, <laughs> the case can be forgotten like they can easily forget the case and say i uh, think so. since we don't have evidence now this person is free this is That's discouraging easy. Let's come back to Fida. The chair, my chair will there. Uh, <laughs> my chair person. <laughs> I really want to know. Eh? If we don't have convictions, we are not going to go far. All of this. Eh, this girl just died for nothing. In fact, she died in pains. Imagine. 
as an adult, come on hot water touch you for hand. It's not funny. Talk more of boiling hot water and allowing the child to sit in it. I don't want to agree. I don't want to accept that her story of she fell inside the water. No, no, no. But seriously, if we don't have convictions, you know we are not going anywhere. So why? Why do we have this uh, snail movement in the judicial system? Um, there are so many factors, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> yes. When you talk about snail movement, you know, you are talking about the slowness that most times even discourage people and they will tell you there's no need. Particularly when they need to transport themselves, you know, go to court. It could be that uh, something is happening. Maybe there's a public holiday that affected their case. Mm -hmm. So that case will not go on. It could be maybe there's ill health of the other counsel. Uh, the case will not go on. Mm-hmm. It could be the other one lost a mother or a father and has gone to burial for burial. Of course, the case cannot go on. Or maybe there's a conference for judges. And of course, the judges need to build their capacity mm-hmm. by attending such you know, um, conferences. Yeah. Uh, the, the case will not go on. So you, you see, they, they, and, and of course, sometimes for holidays come up, some, some of them, not, we didn't even anticipate them mm-hmm. coming, you know, <laughs> you know, so uh, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So you go and take a date and somebody feels what's the need. That is part of it. Secondly, you have to prosecute with witnesses. Everything. Okay, now even when you compel a witness to come, he can turn to a hostile witness. He can come to court and tell you, I don't even understand what you are talking about. You say I know about it, I don't know anything about it. So, what will you do? But uh, when you talk about these abuses, um, it depends on the nature of, of the abuse, like if. Those that go to take these children, the child looks at the environment, the way he's being fed, maybe what you give your children, your children eating domi while he drinks gari, and the child feels, I can't remain here. The children sleep on the foam. The child, is, uh, uh, maybe a wrapper is spread on the ground for the child to sleep on. And the child feels, I will not stay. I want to go. Mm. Now, when such cases come and we intervene, we want to emphasize that the child be taken back home. Mm. We did that sometime this year. Mm -hmm. A child ran to the park that he wants to go back home. At the motor park, he had only 1,500. Which he asked somebody to give to him. Somebody that came to the shop where he's helping the master. Who's selling black market food and, and then that man gave this boy of 12 years 1005 and he was confident that 1005 was going to take him back to a bony state mm-hmm. so on getting to the park of course that cannot mm-hmm. take him there we thank god one of the drivers know our activities feed activities it was on a saturday morning like this so he placed a, cro- a call across to me and told me there's a boy now. I said, I'm moving to A division, I'm coming. So I left, we met at the station. 
I picked them with my car with the boy to show us with the policeman where he was coming from. Meanwhile, the master was already looking for him because he left the, the previous day. So they called, they got the number and called him to come. And the boy, in fact, the slippers he was wearing had a hole. Part of it had chopped off. The boy was just looking, you know, unkept. So what we did was to tell him that that day, that Saturday, was going to take a night bus to take this child back home. He said he won't be able to make it that day, but we should please allow him travel on Sunday, the next day. We agreed, and the police released the child to me to take to a safe home. And I took that boy to a safe home the next morning. And when there they came, we released the child to them. Meanwhile, I contacted Fida Chiaboni State. Because we don't want the story of taking the child mm -hmm. back. We want to know whether the child eventually got, got home. Mm -hmm. I took a photograph of this boy with me. I sent it to chairperson Eponi State. And I gave uh, the man take the, the, the man taking him back, mm. the master, you know, uh, the phone number of the chairperson and also exchange exchange their numbers. Yes. Mm. He got her when they got to Eboni State. They took a picture of when he was handing over to Fida chairperson mm -hmm. Eboni State. Then Eboni State also handed over to the parents of the girl, of the boy. And they also took a photograph and sent to me so that I'm sure, as the as Fidans here, mm. we are sure that the boy, the boy had gotten home. Mm -hmm. And they also called us to tell to appreciate us, you know, for helping, uh, you know, now, the boy to get back home. I still I'm still bothered so, about you have said a little about the judicial system. I, I'm I'm still bothered, but I'm not going to stress on that. I where I'm bothered now is what our law says about employing children now this boy you just mentioned uh, margaret is 11. the other girl that they locked outside in fact all the children uh, last week we mentioned that a uh, crisis situation um it makes people to give out their children it's to go well, how old how old when is it right for a parent to give out a child even if you can't afford the school fee, what 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 time? You're talking when? about child. Child. When you talk about a child, can you give out a child? Who is a child? child. By the law, who mm -hmm. is a child? Zero to eighteen. So there is no justification whatsoever. Now so the people employing the children and what? the people giving out the children, who is supposed to be prosecuted? Abi, you tell me about most of them. Both of them, the you see, giving the person receiving yeah. when you know it is wrong uh, that a child will be employed, especially um, with hard labor, you know, labor that is above the age of that child. The Child Rights Act says it shouldn't, you know, a child should not be subjected to that kind of so, thing, even in your own home as a parent. You must not give your child any duty or any work that is above the age of that child. Mm -hmm now where i'm where i'm driving at is the father of the so-called father of this girl came to the station aren't you supposed to arrest him because for giving out this child it's already a crime and he had the right to go to the court to swear nanji that's what we are trying to establish thank you that this man should be held for trafficking mm. yes mm. Yeah. in fact mm. 
before the before the deputy commissioner for police, we said you should be charged for saying it is not you know who you gave your charge to. But he's different. You had a gut to go to the station and say, let me tell you know what you know what it is the parents of the perpetrator, this woman that killed this girl, that accommodated that man. The so-called father. Father, yes. Is they are the ones that come out. They came with the lawyer. The lawyer, yes. Uh, they are the ones that have framed him. By the time you come here, by the time you helped him, I already called Naptib. I called Naptib um day before yesterday, and I told him that this man, she must be, um the man must be arrested. Yes. Speaking. Yes. So Naptib is on that. I think they are on it. Hmm. Yes. Okay. I, I called them. I, I'm still waiting, uh, ho hoping that this week, oh, this week, uh, <laughs> yes, you will join the woman Not the police station. Yes. Mm. Because uh, you would agree. See the passion you people have. See the effort you are putting. See the resources you are putting to see that. No, by the grace of God, I'm sure this it. one will not go. Uh, no, this one will not. not uh, justice uh, for Margaret. Yes. It's our slogan. Yes. Mm. And we'll get it by the grace in of by God. By the grace of God. Yes. We're all working towards that. Mm. Thank you for that. 08103904737. Call us. What you're thinking, what you know about this case, what you have to say about this case. Now on Twitter, we have a comment from... Uh, Waterside girl who says, why is an 11-year-old a domestic staff? That is it. That's what we're saying. That's it. That it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. You know? You know? I keep telling parents, no matter how poor you are, you're still eating. So whatever you're eating, share it with your child. Of course. Instead of giving out that child as a house help. Now, uh, we still and, have... Uh, and uh, um, um, most importantly, parents must ensure that they have only the number of children they, they can cater for. Sure. You can't be your salary cannot be less than fifty thousand, and you're having you're 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 giving birth to seven children, and at the end of the day, you're not able to take care of them, and so you give some out to uncles, aunties, and as households. So we have to, to keep we have to keep um, um, take, encouraging parents. Yes. Let me take these comments, and then we'll, we'll talk more on that. Um, we have another comment from. Uh, she still wins who says that's panador who says i mean what is this wickedness and then another comment from Winye who says 11 year old oh this this baby doesn't deserve any of this mm. well thank you all for your comments keep them coming we'll take them one after the other uh we'll go to facebook now so do well to uh, we have a message here from uh, like I said, you can always send us a message 08061665120. Let's hear your thoughts on this. And then uh, a comment from uh, okay, let me take this. But this same passion is what people had during Ochanya's case. What's going to be different now? Uh, you didn't drop your name. Please send us send us your name so we can know who you are. I like your comments. It's a question for both of you. Mm. He said, this is the same passion we had during Otanya's case. So, what's going to be different? Well, we are still going to advocate. We will keep keep at it until something is done. I know Otanya's case, um, I think it was the day before yesterday or so, um, the Court of Appeal had ruled on the fact that uh, her, her auntie, who um, whose husband and and son 
violated, uh, abused um, uh, Ochanya, you know, she is has been convicted. The the the, the woman that was she was staying with has been convicted. Mm. So at least that's some some kind of um, uh, encouragement yes. for us to to go on and ensure that you know that this woman too is 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 convicted. I still want to. Um, talk about uh, publicity when people are convicted the media is there why not carry us along so we can know what you are doing and how you are solving these issues so we can get back to uh, the, the people following us yeah so that we will know that yes something is actually happening we are just hearing this from you and i'm sure just this region i'm talking about uh, maybe plateau state and anyone that uh, is listening right now so we don't have everybody following the case and um, having the knowledge that Otanya's case is going far. So I think you people can carry us along so we can know what's happening and get to tell everyone that yes, something is happening, justice is happening. People should know that their, their effort is not going in vain. So what's going to be different? Uh, actually, nothing is going to be different. Rather, we are going to intensify and put much you know, of synergy, just like we've done before, mm. uh, to see that Margaret gets justice. And of course, that question, what would be different? Mm. Uh, maybe it's out of uh, ignorance of what is going on. Maybe, maybe the person didn't even know that, that after, that from the first, you know, um, judgment, somebody has gone on appeal mm -hmm. and will continue to go on appeal to Supreme Court before you can now say everything has come to a standstill. So if um, uh, something has happened and it doesn't know how far the matter has gone, does not make it conclusive and does not uh, cause us to withdraw our tentacles from fighting this cause because it's a cause that we must after our generation generation next will continue mm. because child abuse is not something you smile at we need to continue to you know let people understand just like um, um mrs grace pam had you know said parents should be able to you know have children the number of children they should take responsibility for because one of the reasons for this is because you think you can no more take care of them if it's two you can take care of them care of please stop at two okay because nobody applauds you for having seven and let sending them to suffer let me take another message from uh, polina from rayfield thank you polina for reaching out uh, it says be how can a girl of 11 be sexually active that's a question we're going to answer. Yes. Who was abusing her? Or does the woman know more than she's saying? Well, this is a good question. So what she said. Yes. She said, no, let me um, explain this question. Mm -hmm. She's saying, how can an 11 year old become sexually active? And then uh, is somebody abusing her? And that's to say the woman knows more what she's that's telling us. Can I tell you what she said? An about 11 that? year old. Mm. Can I tell you what she said mm. about that? Mm. She 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 told us that mm. um, that this girl told her it's only God that knows the truth mm. that at six she started having sexual intercourse with who? What did with, you get with, there? With you know some other with like age. Let, let me tell you, she said that before the police mm. ah. uh, with some boys that are that are. 14 and less than 14 and she said 
for me as a woman mm. i know I, I can remember how i felt the pain at my first experience and i asked her so what was your experience she now narrated the experience and it was like mine and that confirmed that truly she's in it and she tries to seduce my husband and uh, if men come to the house yes i'm quoting her mm. yes i'm quoting her mm. and if we have male visitors the way she behaves to them you know that the way she behaves to them that that girl is really sexually active um, and let me tell you if i may run to conclusion and looking at the side of the injury i think maybe she wanted to stop anything about sex with her properly. that's why she dumped her into hot water so that that part of her body that she's accusing you know uh, uh or being the reason why she's doing what she's doing should be burnt it's incredible isn't it hmm. now yes, she, she told us that this is what the girl was masturbating herself hmm. um, so we thought uh, uh, this it is, was something this is that account and we now ask her if you couldn't stay with this girl why didn't you take her back to her parents instead of doing what you did that led to the point of death you know uh, it's she should have taken from everything and you I keep telling women those with this woman that bring uh, excuses you know they always have one excuse or the other on the reason why they are abusing these children why they are you know uh, 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 molesting and uh, maltreating these children they will either tell you the girl steals from me the girl does that 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 and i tell them if you cannot if it was your child that was stealing or was doing something like Good that question. what will you do mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you try and teach the, the child morality teach the child the word of god and make sure that you you try to, to put that child back online why don't you try that if it fails and you think that you cannot stay with that child take the child back to the parents you don't have to stay with the child and at the end abuse a child to the extent of taking the child's life or starving the child like the one we saw you know barista the same day of day before yesterday we got another one again that the woman in fact she said she, the the police and my officer at the office found the girl in a zinc house with goats she hit, she put the girl there. The girl <laughs> is in the same place where I took yes. this girl for safe home. We took uh. the girl to a safe home. But remember, it's heartwarming to know that before Margaret passed on, she also spoke out. Mm -hmm. She told us what was done mm. um, to her. Um, she, at this point, she told the doctors take the too. girls back. Now, when we talk about women and girls, you know, we are advocating for the support we are supporting women violence against women and girls i'm being specific because all of this you have mentioned you have mentioned women women are involved women are the uh, i'm not coming against women right now mm -hmm. but i want us to maybe talk to why do women behave like that we know that men abuse children too mm. but even when we are fighting for justice even when we are fighting to support women why are women treating children a mother she's a mother of two and she she she's okay let's take this call hello good morning hello. yes good morning good morning yes your name and your location please uh, this is from 
Oh, thank you, Nantawe, for joining the conversation this morning. Yeah. Let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, don't get We appreciate your, your your contribution. Thank you. Zero eight one zero three nine zero four seven three seven. Out of time. This is a very important issue, but I will have to go. We will have to go, and I will. I must appreciate my uh, guest this morning. Thank you so much for your analysis and your contributions. Thank, Thank you, you for what you do. Thank I you. must tell you that um, only God can reward you. We don't have anything to give you. But I want you to know that God is on your side and he will definitely give us justice. Amen. Well done. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. The voices you've been hearing this morning, uh, we have the feeder chairperson, that is Barista Ngozi Achilefu, uh, Plateau State Feeder, that's the International Federation of Women Lawyers. You can always reach out, you can find their office, it's at Kafa Balewa Street, mm -hmm. and then report any case, just in case you are scared, you, you think they will cover you, feel mm -hmm. free reach out to them and i also want to appreciate uh, the coordinator director national human rights plateau state thank you so much uh, barrister pam naya thank you so much for joining us this evening grace pam naya and uh, you can also reach out to her and tell her your problem just in case you are scared of anything well i must appreciate data fight for providing data that's the data they got from NAPTIP. They shared this data. They prepared it and compiled it specially for this program. So I must say thank you so much, Fida, um, Data Fight Nigeria. For, for Fida, you people are already. <laughs> thank you so much for. Thank you so much for. Thank you, Data Fight Nigeria, for the data. Uh, we appreciate what you're doing too. And like I said, I'll give you a number at the end of the program 08021386513. Report any case. Just send me a text. Just call me. Just call me or send me a text to tell me that, yes, this is happening in the community. And believe me, we'll keep it um, low because confidentiality is our priority. 08021386513. Let me take it for the last time. 080-2138-6513. Or you send us a message. So, uh, hashtag data fight gender, hashtag equality with data, and hashtag gender data. Thank you so much for doing this. I am Nanjin Andang, and um, this is all we can take this morning. Do have a lovely day. Join us next week for another wonderful conversation. And we'll keep you posted on all that is happening, especially on Margaret's case. So feel free to reach out when you have questions regarding that. Bye for now.